episode two. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. And today's special guest, Mr. Mozell Watson from Palm Pets. What's up, what's up, what's up? Thank you for coming, Mozell. It's my favorite uh, wine shop in Harlem, so thank you so much for being here. So we happy to hear you. love to hear your opinion. Thank yes, you, thank sir. you guys for having me. Uh, appreciate it. So, Tell us a little bit about the shop and what you do there. Yes. So, so I am uh, part owner of Pompet Wine Shop, located on 131st in Harlem. Uh, we've been open for two years at this point. We specialize in small growers and to make it more relatable, our our grapes aren't stepped on, which means our cocaine is pure <laughs> and it's the <laughs> easiest and finest way to get. Yes. Yes. Uh, we deliver, we have free tastings every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And, and we're here, we're, we're here, we're representing Harlem, we out here. Yes, 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 very Thank glad you. you're Thank here. Thank you very much for coming. We appreciate that. So today we're going to talk about Get Out and Burning Sands. And first we're going to talk about our beverages, which we love. Well, you know, I had to bring some bourbon back to the mix. And, of course, today I used a recommendation from you, Moselle, which was uh, Rough Rider, which is a bourbon produced in Long Island, New York. Yes, it is. I wanted to try this, and you you recommended it highly because, you know, I'm usually a bullet guy. Yep. But I like to mix it up a little bit. So, you know, I just, I like this batch and I thought it was really good. Smooth, it has a little caramel flavor, a lot of vanilla, a lot of notes that I really enjoy. And it's it's a good sipping bourbon. You know, all you need is a cube of ice. Today I paired it a little bit with some cola because I needed to drink a little more to talk about these movies. (laughs) So, um, you know, it's it's a great drink and I I think it, it, it speaks to you know, the kind of flavors that you want, you know, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of vanilla, which speaks once again to get out. So, um, and not to cut you off on, but, uh, He's preaching like pure cocaine product right there. This is the <laughs> finest bourbon out of Long Island. Yes, you know, no only steps. located out of Palm Pad. No steps on. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, we, we're glad to hear that. Tawana, what about you? What you drinking today? Today I'm drinking a layered beer, representative of the themes of let's just say, get out. We thought it might apply to Burning Sands, but no. Um, so basically, my layered beer is called a Black and Blue. What it is is a blue moon on the bottom and a Guinness on top put together. Beautiful. Very tasty. Has a nice little kick to it. Very yummy. So let's start with Get Out. What a movie this was. Um, You know, and I don't have a lot of, I wasn't caught up so much with, oh, it's a black guy dating a white girl and whatever their relationship was. You know, it was just, it was an interesting take on a movie because you know to me I don't personally care who you date and how you date them and whatever whatever that's your business I just thought what was interesting about it was you know they were trying to be in this relationship and and obviously the relationship was new shout out to Alex our sound guy by the way the relationship (laughs) was new and you know he was going to meet his girlfriend you know his girlfriend's parents for the first time and so I knew that that dynamic was going to bring about a lot of drama because she hadn't even told her parents that anything about who she was dating exactly. or his ethnicity Whoa. or anything. Which so, is bullshit. Well, you know, but well. that's just kind of how it starts. I don't know no she, white she, girls she, she that kinda, don't tell their parents. I also also I also kind of find uh they met he met the parents a little too early. Mm. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I felt definitely like it was just way too early for them oh, to yeah. be doing taking that step. Absolutely. And through to feedback or to jump on piggyback on what you said, mm-hmm. through uh watching the movie she didn't tell him, and it's, it's a reason why she didn't tell him. Of course. You know, she turned him into family members. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, definitely. She was going to put him on the, on the, on the auction block. On the auction block. Let's not spoil it. Let's not spoil it for the fans. That's like, like Congo Square in, in New Orleans. You know? this silent, silent auction. Silent auction there. But, um, yeah, I, I, really, I really like this film, and I feel like, you know what I was saying before about how it's sort of like, it, it airs on the side of like sort of pandering to its sort of like intellectual audience, core black audience who definitely wanted to see something better and bigger, oh, not someone getting killed, not someone mm. falling on their 
on their feet, mm -hmm. not someone who wasn't going to see the shit for what it was, because we definitely saw the shit for what it was, you know, it was definitely open, and it definitely airs on the side of like, ooh, could this be real? It's, you know, kind of like, you know, Ivan Dixon's, uh, the spook that's set by the door, it's like, oh, wait, could this really be real? But definitely, it's sort of like keeping an audience in a state of awareness, like, definitely stay woke, stay aware, it could happen, it's about to happen, and it is happening. And the film basically mimics real life, sort of like in the middle, mm -hmm. there was a lot of like tropes and little things that like the father would say, or other people would say, and you'd be like, ah, I was in that situation once or twice before. Yes, interesting. Absolutely. But I think it speaks to you know how, as blacks in America, we yeah. deal with you know, this kind of racism that kind of hits you in the face, but you keep walking. Micro. On a daily basis. A lot of microaggressions. And, it, you know, it was, it's, a, it's a situation where he was used to that. He, was, he wasn't surprised by it at all. We're all used to it. He was kind of shook by it in certain instances, but the thing was, he just kept going. He wasn't even shook. He was thing, like, uh-huh, right. I see right. you. We, we, I see you. We, 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 we all will. Mm -hmm. Vote for Obama for a third term. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> the best president you know, ever. Yeah. And I think you know, that, I think that the yeah, movie, exactly. the movie, and the actor delivered on that in his performance very well. And it, you know, on the surface, you know, you're like, oh, this this seems like it's going to be okay because yeah. you know he had the typical yeah northeastern liberal. She had the typical northeastern liberal parents, yeah. and everything looked kind of nice seemed, on the surface. She seemed real kind of down. Yeah, she was that stepping cool up for him with like, the cops. Well, so so that 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 situation I found uh, interesting. The, the cop situation. Well, not not the fact that the police officer asked for his ID, but the right. fact that she she jumped to the forefront. I was like, oh, oh no, I know. No, she has to do that. I didn't think of that it's, at all. I mean, she I has dated. To do that. That's very common. I dated but someone. But that's that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, very it's, common. A, it's a it's a it's a I am the protector. I have to be the protector. So you you fall back. Well, I'm it's, but it's also it like, is. damn, I see what's happening now. Right. Cause I'm in it. And I, and so I, I'm and awake. I, and I can get you out of it. I can get you out I of can it. Play this card, and you can be free. Dennis, I've seen this before. Totally seen You're this be before. Free. I've been in Get Out. I've dated an Italian girl. Will not mention her name, but mm. I've dated one for six years. And I'm telling you, I've been in a movie theater when they let 17 people pass, and they was like, "Sorry, where's your ticket?" And she was like, "What the fuck." You crazy? This is her ticket right here. I told you she was coming. You knew she was on her way. What are you doing? Let me speak to your manager. And I was just like him, oh, chilling in the cut. Like, oh, yeah? How does that feel that being was, in that position? It did feel kind of hot. Like, he said, <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, you was about to keep me in place. I got you. But I'm still going to die if you take this too far. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a super, super critique. So Yes, please. Where they... In the scene where they hit the deer, yes, the deer was on the windshield. So does I'm a, did the deer jump before the car gets there? It jumped because they were they, they were they were in the SUV. Yeah, so they were pretty lifted mm -hmm. off the ground. The deer when it came across the windshield. Yeah, I was like, that's you know. Well, the thing about the right. thing about deers and I, and growing up in the south and and having incidents with deers and destroying my car how many, several <laughs> times. How many? Two cars with fucking deers. deers so lives yes, they will do all of that. <laughs> deers so lives you matter. know because they jump into the road. They don't just walk. Into but I haven't. And we, but we have that in New York too. So you don't. If, in and case like, you don't know, hit one yet. they will jump in front yeah, of your yeah. car. They on will. those two lane highways in the woods. Yeah, but um, you know the thing about the movie too. I think that. One, he wanted to see what she was going to do. He wanted to see how she was going to handle the situation. He also knew that well, he was she running on films. It. He was like, yeah, here we he go. He also knew ID. that she couldn't take it so far because he was going to be the one. He was going to be the one to get the punishment. All the punishment. I, so you know, day. but it's interesting, and and you wanted to cheer for her because she in the beginning she was our hero. Listen, until you know. until we fucking was in love with Rose. So, so until I, the end, I rewatched it, and the first time I watched it, <laughs> Me too. I, I didn't notice. That she opened the door with her head. Like she used her head. She was carrying the, the the fucking container of. Uh, I won't say coffee. I can't think of something. But oh, the, she, the muffins. Or the muffins. She couldn't get through the door, and she used she used her head to yeah. to, to open the door. And yeah. I was like, oh, the first time I didn't catch it. It, right. was, it was normal. She right. got the door open with the phone, whatever. But the second time it was like, she used her head to open up a door. That yeah. is not. That's not normal. That's not. No. The, there was. There was that is not the, so much foreshadowing in it, though. There was like, 
when he first showed up at the um, at the manor, the estate, because that's what it looked be- like. Beautiful, beautiful estate, probably out beautiful. east somewhere. Long Island. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> it was definitely palatial, and it and it was definitely like one of the foreshadowing tropes I thought was the spoon and the iced tea when they were out drinking iced tea on the thing that was sort of like a ding 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 ding. You know what's coming yeah. next. And they had also like the story of the runner with the grandpa who was who was cheated out at the Olympics. The grandmother, like the whole tour when he was like, Oh, we leave a piece of my mom in here and it's the fucking like maid standing in there I smiling. Didn't even, I didn't even I didn't yeah. even peep that. Yeah, until, and until it was like time. ever the dutiful life. It was like all these sort of like layers about what was to come. Right. Mm-hmm. Even even like even like the friend, the 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 gallery that? owner who was just like playing that whole like, oh, I'm your sort of like white friend who's always on your side. I, I love, I love I your work. Yeah, I, I see them. Out. I love your work, mm-hmm. but I see them. They don't. They never lived a real life. From, from the moment Meanwhile, he said that, I knew he wanted something from him. From, right, from, from the moment he said the blind I, gallery. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. blind well, gallery. You know, yeah. There was uh, there was something to that, and you know, it spoke volumes to to how this film to me. Represented a lot of bell hooks and her eating the other. Of course, you know, there was a lot of otherness in this film. Definitely, and I think that um, he stood out because one, I don't, I almost feel like he didn't think it was going to touch him. He's an artist. He lived in his own world. He lived in his own community of friends and so people he that, that he pass. knew. He didn't necessarily have to run into that on a daily basis. Mm. Obviously, they lived in this cool neighborhood where he could. I don't know about cool, where he but could walk. Brooklyn. His environment. But, was but like, once again, Brooklyn? his environment was cool. But his environment where he was. I'm yeah. talking about where he lived. Oh, where Wayne's he lived, yeah, lived and dated his white girlfriend. Right. He lived in a place where he it was, was cool. comfortable. Oh yeah. You know, and even if he'd run into somebody having an issue, of course, it, it would be handled. <laughs> yeah. And she was that kind of. Ride or die, chick. I'm a step in. Who would say that bitch was you know, not ride or die? No, she I'm was. A, she that bitch was not ride or die. She was on the surface because she was willing she to was throw trying. herself. She was trying. She was willing to throw herself in front of anything that came his way. So she said, not necessarily. Not necessarily. We learned. Not necessarily. Because she, she was, she was able to stand up to a state trooper. No spoilers, people. She was able to. She was able to. But she would not hand over those keys. She wouldn't hand over those keys. She ain't say shit about the about the maid. Or, or, or fucking that, or, unplugging his phone. Or that she ain't say shit about brotherly. That that that. She ain't say that shit about the photo albums under this under the fucking dresser. This is what I'm saying. She, she had a lot you know. of shit to her and her Where's Waldo shirt, but which so, was fucking freaking me out towards the end. But, I didn't know what that was about. I felt to, like it was to, he was trying to read, but I was okay. to dig deeper. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't know at one point if she said or if he alluded that he was the first black boyfriend that she ever had. I don't think he alluded to that. No. It was just so like, it was just, do your just, parents know I'm black? Right, right, right. It wasn't right, like, right. had little, you had other black friends? Little to his surprise. Yes. Well, you know, I don't I don't necessarily think that there was a situation where he asked her if he was the first. He didn't ask. He just said, do your parents know I'm black? Right, that was the, and then she and her response was, "Why? Why would they? Or, why would or, they ask? Why would they ask?" And that's bullshit. <laughs> There's no way what? your parents would not ask. When, why would they? First of all, you're gonna tell them who they are and what they're doing. You're gonna tell them where they're coming from. Your, your parents are definitely gonna ask, "Who is this guy? Where he's come from? What kind of people is he coming from?" Right. There's no way. That's just relationships questions. Relationships. And that question. would be the opportunity to say, well, you know, by the way, he, I, you know, he's African American. He's this Latino. New soul he's Irish. Black old day. I took. I also kind of thought her father wasn't white. I thought he was like mixed. I thought he was. Probably, I think he tried to play it off like that. Yeah. When he was like. How long has this thing been going oh, on? Oh, he's, yeah. he's a little too hip. Well, he's that was the thing. Yeah. He was, he was throwing in all his hipness to, yeah. to try to make you feel comfortable. And which the fact that he was drinking iced tea at, at the... At the the first meeting when he right. met the brother and they had iced tea poured out. Unsweetened iced tea. That's also some well, you know, they're, shit. they're civilized, you know, and it was almost, it had a, it had a southern feel to it. It did because have a southern Because the thing about growing up in the south that, you know, we're going to smile in your face mm-hmm. and we're going to talk all kinds of shit behind you, you know, when you're not in the room. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sip our iced tea and we're going to have a great day. But, you know, and that was the whole thing with the party. Everything about yes. the movie spoke to what's hidden. Right. Absolutely. Right. 
Right. Everything was supposed to was hitting. It's sort of like another trope that I thought was really interesting is like, you know, like Jesse Williams says, they try us on as costumes. This was definitely that. Literally. They were trying us on <laughs> as costumes, but they couldn't really. You can you can wear us, you can create us, you can mimic our music, our style of dress. You can even mimic our handshake, but you won't get that good dap that we always use when we greet. You won't ever get something like, I'm like, what's good, brother? You weren't saying what's good, brother. You were like, I have to leave and deny you the courtesy of my good time. Like, you could never really get that soul in it. So, like... That was one of the tropes as they, like, put him through this sort of, like, in silent inspection about his strength, his form, his ability, his celebrities, his genius. It was all of that. His it, eyes. His eyes. It was all about trying to capture his sort of black magic unsuspectingly. Once again, eating the other. Eating the other, yes, I agree. Yeah. Completely. You know, and it's like, he was, he was not only hypnotized, I don't care about spoilers. I'm gonna warn you right now. Do it. If you're listening to this, I'm gonna spoil this. You should have seen the movie already. You should have saw the movie, and we warned you last week. That's it. Get with it. Let's go. All right. But what I'm saying to you is this: the daughter was also hypnotizing him. That was my thing. It wasn't just a mom. You think it was with the she vagina? She was hypnotized from the jump. Oh yeah, vagina dentata from the yeah, jump. Yeah, from the Any jump. film student will know this. Any film theorist will know this. Little, we call it vagina dentata. A little bit of teeth in the vagina. As soon as you go <laughs> in, we either take your manhood mm. or we hot grab you for life. Done. You can't get through. Okay, that was women. number one hypnotized phase. But in that, all women. Keys. That's all women. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that she she also already had him hypnotized. Remember, oh, he was yeah. like, "I'm not going to leave you. Right. You're all I got. Let's let's leave together. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Let's do. Even when he saw those fucking pictures, even right, he was like, "Give me the keys, bitch with the keys." I'm like, Yo. I would have been like, like "Give me the keys." So, so not my, let's go. My question to you guys: yeah. At what point would you have left? I wouldn't have gone. Nah, it's lies. Cause I, I went already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I already you, gone. I already that. went out to Suffolk County to Roslyn, <laughs> huh? sitting in the exact same spot with a veranda mm. and someone pouring me iced tea, and that shit was just oh. unbelievable. So yeah, I would have went, but I would have been out when they were when they were silently sort of sizing me up for auction. I would have left during the dinner scene with the brother. Oh yeah, no, that would have been my exit. I'll take it back. That would have been my exit. That would have been my exit. Because crazy brother would have got on my nerves. Crazy and I brother would have got laid out. Brother, yeah, we would have to fight. That would have been the issue. And I would have had words with her when Dad was a little too hip, too cool with me. We'd have had words. Really. We'd have had words Definitely. long before that. Oh, I'm going to be leaving in a few minutes. After, after that Obama comment. Like, yo, what the that, fuck is this? Well, you know. That and the, the Obama, grandpa comment yeah, about let's, Jesse Owens. Yeah, let's, 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 let's rock this trip up. That would have been yeah, a problem I'm for me. I'm good. This but, weekend is done. But, you know, I'm I good. think that Peel has, is, is on to something. And I think that definitely this is. is the beginning of what's going to be at least a trilogy of no. all these social yeah, ills he, that he's he supposed to talk was, about. He one said he's going to be, no, no, not no, one and done. He's going to do four more uh, in like 10 this. years, not about this particular character, but he's going to do Star all, four, no, he's going to do social ills in 10 years, four in 10 years. So this was one social ill, I guess, racism. How do you, how do you, uh, sorry to cut you off, uh, but how do you feel, how do you guys feel? About uh, Peel himself, a black man dating a white woman, bringing these. Peel is well, also he's biracial. biracial, so he's oh, not so just a black yeah. man dating a white woman. He doesn't count. No, he does count. <laughs> he does count. I love that. He, he does count. count. Listen, let's does stop playing count. around. Like we don't know right. that other people oh. do it this way. All right, but he does count. There's some people I mean, that does that way about Obama. I didn't know he was biracial. I know he's biracial. His mom is white. His father's black. But the old point is, when the clan <laughs> comes to hang up the black men, he's they're not going to point him out he's getting home. and say he's white. He, he they're going to hang him up in a tree, yeah, too. If, if, so his, at the his, end of the his day... His only bragging rights is, if slavery was all started all over, I'll be in the house and you'll be in the field. That is his only bragging Well, right. I don't know. He a little brown. He might have been in the he field, too. I mean, so he, the whole he, point he, is... He buck-like. He'll be in the field, neck. but he won't be picking the kind. You know, he'd be, be picking a neck. He'd be cutting cock. You see his neck? Pointing. It's massive. <laughs> okay, we, we're digressing a little bit. <laughs> That's but what we do. My point is, <laughs> I think that 
he's got some things to say, and I'm I'm glad and I'm refreshed to see that we're actually having these conversations because it's so rare right. that we get to have a conversation about race and ethnicity and all these things. And I'm, yes. I'm glad that one white people are seeing this movie and and they're having to face. Some of those things that but they liked it too. Some they, of them, yeah, the, of course the they woke did. ones. But the thing is, they're 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 seeing themselves and they're seeing people that they know. They're seeing their parents, their grandparents, oh, whoever yeah. else. It's good to have that conversation because it starts a conversation, well, and we've been needing that for a long, long time. So I think that there's going to be more. And well, the I'm, presidency I'm to starts know, this conversation. I would have voted for Obama for a third term. <laughs> but once again, but I voted for Trump instead. But you know, once again, we're going to see where the next one is going but so, what i wanted to say too is i'm sorry to cut you off mo no, the, okay yeah but this is not all about paranoia and fear yes this film was great and it had its moments but i think we have to give a little bit to um the sidekick ron what's his name ron, oh, yeah, ron. 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 played ron. by little rel bowery shout out to him that's the best part of the movie that's the best part of the movie the end the whole shit in the middle sex slaves sex slaves <laughs> Sex slaves. To, to, to put the icing on the cake. When, you know, when, it was definitely. Is it is it really better? Is it really? <laughs> is it, is is it, it really better? I just I digged it because you know when we started getting into this sort of conspiracy theory, it added to like both uneasy laughs and laughs filled with comic relief. So I just I, it it felt good that they had that in there. Well, we needed that to break the tension. We Ron, needed that Ron to break perfect. the tension, but Ron was perfect. Even at the end, Ron was perfect. Mm-hmm. T, motherfucking. S-A. T-S-A. <laughs> Talk but, about top flight security. Exactly. Did, it was great. I mean, job. I just feel like, to me, I think this stands as a major player in the lexicon of African-American diaspora. I think it does because it says something. And it's the first time in a long time that people have actually said, listen, look at what's happening. I'm not trying to fuck around with you. I'm not saying it's not Daughters of the Dusk. Mm. <laughs> it's not, you know. It's not Oscar Michelle shit. It's it's it has a place, and I'm 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 grateful that it's here, and I'm grateful that you know, Get Out sort of sits as a warning to us all to sort of get out and stay woke and not become the well, Frasers you know, of the world. Unfortunately, I don't think that the world is going to stay woke very long, and I'm also a Frasier fan. So, but I don't everyone think was that, asking, acting I don't, like Frazier. I don't think who that, was taking over in a sunken place. We're actually going to stay woke very long. I think we're in a period of time. Yeah, but I, I think, think that no, we're not because we never do. We already went through the '60s and '70s. We we're not going to stay woke because we never do. There's, it's always about money and power in this country. We live in America, America. so there's going to be a new phase of something. But I I'm think sure. that we're at the beginning of a movement. And this is the time where films are going to be created, music is going to be created, art's going to be created. Have, it actually speaks to something. Have else. you have you guys noticed how uh, black is the new hot? It's the new it, it, it the, thing. That's on, what they on, said in the movie. Remember, on TV. black is cool right well, now. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. What we said that's why you wanted to buy black, him. Black is cool. That's why I wanted. To I want to be you right now. Black is cool. What happens how, when slavery? How is, how's your golf stroke? <laughs> how's your golf stroke? Your hips still. Your you hip moves. Black is cool. Everything is hot right now. In reality, it is true because. I've I've grown up listening to hip hop and to see now uh, hip hop featured solely on, on on channels like ESPN and, and Vice. It upsets like, me and like and I like it at the same time. Yeah, right. It's like it's oh, like it's like oh. Peapod. It's in, called in commodification. Bed-Stuy. But it's like Peapod and Bedside. It's, it's, it's like damn, thank you. No more food deserts. Fuck, my neighbors are all white. Right. And I might not have anything anymore. And I probably can't go to the. Well, the thing is, (laughs) my problem with all of that and people talking about gentrification and and is because okay, if you're gonna let your community go down and you're gonna let someone else come in and buy it up, you actually had the opportunity to make all that better yourselves. But instead of doing that, and I know there's a struggle. struggle. I know there's a struggle because it's hard for us to get loans and all of these things to make happen for our community. I know that's the truth. Every time you keep up, they start changing the But one thing I do know about black people, one thing I know about black people is we've learned to make a whole lot out of nothing. So we could have taken all of these wonderful things grits and turned that into (laughs) something. You didn't necessarily have to have funding from these big banks. You could have taken what you give to your church every week and changed that and put that in your neighborhood. So it's my problem true. is you can't yeah, just point. blame everybody else for your problem. Nope. And don't be mad when somebody else comes in and says, oh, I'm going to buy I this. I don't have an issue, people. Listen, 
Jamaica Queens is the next list on the gentrification train, okay? And they've already taken whole Archer Ave. I don't know when last time you've been to Jamaica. Archer Ave, gone. There was a whole that's a, that's right, Ave, right after Archer Ave and something right there. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, off the train. Yep, yep, that yep, whole yep, block yep. is gone. They're putting up over a 650 apartment wow. unit complex plus two hotels. It is a massive undertaking. Starbucks is there. They just redid the McDonald's. Panera is next. Oh. You can guarantee that make that Burger King is gonna be gone. They all they coming for you. So what yeah. I'm saying not is not for you for your place. They're coming for your place. For your but place. what I'm saying, You're I agree with Vaughn in a sense. Yes, it's good and bad. Stake your claim. Dig in deep. And fucking hold on. And hold on tight. Hold on. And make friends with your neighbors. Because so, you don't want to be the next one out. Which is which is why I'm not mad at the gentrifiers because right. all all, I'm not mad at the all, all, all they are doing is is moving to a place they can afford. <laughs> and, and teach I can, for America. Right, and teach I, in a poor neighborhood. Sorry to cut you off. Teach mm-hmm. in a poor neighborhood. Get your loans uh fucking paid for for free. And then where are you gonna go? Back to Long Island? Nah. You're gonna go to New Zealand? No, you're not. Nah. You're gonna fucking Go and live in the same fucking neighborhood exactly. you're teaching in. Exactly. So what do they do? They bring in Peapod to make you feel a little more comfortable. Oh, shit. They make Whole the Foods. streets. Oh, <laughs> shit. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Trader Joe's. 365. Let's do it to make them feel comfortable. Yeah. That's great. I don't got a problem with having a white neighbor. Just don't fucking suck my soul. What, That's what, my only what, issue. What, 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 <laughs> so I, I really need some of y'all to have some soul. I, I, I have some a, of us got have soul, a, have and a, I don't want it fucking on a tricks T-shirt from a vintage shop. Okay, a, that's my only problem. I'm a part of the the uh, business. Bus- don't step on don't step on my fucking grapes. I'm step a, on them. I'm a part of the business association in Harlem, and there you go. And there's 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 there was one instance. I, I don't remember the woman's name, but she said she moved to 121st Street, and she said it was a beautiful neighborhood. The only problem was. There were people standing on the corner. So she would call the police to get them off the corner. I was that's like, the fucking that's, culture. That's that's what I, I said. You you can move here and and, and appreciate the beauty of what Harlem is, but right. not accept the culture. And right. the culture growing up on Lennox Avenue, growing up in Harlem, we didn't have balconies, we didn't have rooftops, we had mm-hmm. fire escapes and stoops. And stoops. So we yes. so what we would do was we'll stand in front of the stoop, stand on the fucking corner and just hang out with our friends all day long. Not Shit, they had stoop sales. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's constant stoop sales. I mean, I remember there there was the the yearly family barbecue in front of the stoop until she got a little crazy. And right, right, upset. But 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 that was the thing. Like crazy and herbal. This is well, looking back at it, it's like you know, didn't, didn't make too much sense. It's all right. <laughs> but you got to be right. doing that. But to each his own. You, you grow up in and you live in that. Right. And it's like if you're gonna move here. Move here with accepting the culture and not trying to change the culture right. to where you came from because that diminishes the neighborhood you're moving into. Right. It's no longer Harlem if you want to call the police every time there's four people standing on the corner in front of the corner store. That's that's not that's not what that's Harlem life. Is. That's, that's life. This is what they're happens not doing here. something bad all the time. No, we're just standing there because standing. we have literally nowhere else to go. It's right. either too hot to be in the house, right. and then and, and there's too many of us to be in the house, right. so we get, we were forced to go out in the street. Right. There's nowhere else to go in the street, so we're going to stand right here, and you know what? This is our block. 131st Street is our street, so we're going to exactly. stand here and rep our corner because right. this is our street corner. It's the only thing we have. You can't take that away from us because we no. just moved here, and you don't feel comfortable with four black right. people standing on the corner. That's all I'm saying. That's right. I get it. I get it. And growing up in the South, you know, we... We sat on our porches and we sat in front of our places and we, you know, we did that more of that. We didn't really stand out on the corner much, but I get why you do it. There's a corner stand. The porch and the stoop. The porch and the stoop is the the I get it, but the ones who stood up on the corners were the people we had problems with. But I get it. Not he always. I get it. Because say I, it. Say I see Mo, and he's coming down the street. Because I get why it's hot and, in New York. And we, we hug and we dap it out. And mm-hmm. we talk for a second. Two seconds later, someone else comes. Two seconds later, someone else comes. Now, whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it a fucking cipher or a conversation, game. that's what keeps... That's exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what happens. And that shit, that shit is not the mob coming to kill you. And if the mob is coming to kill you, then you don't belong in that fucking neighborhood. Right. If you come True. in that neighborhood, we are not fucking trophies like Chris was. We're not deer mounted on the wall like Chris was. Yeah. We're not the new toy. Nope. We're not your new fucking plaything. You 
want to come in this neighborhood, it's a little cheaper, a little closer to your fucking job. Learn how to deal. That's learn it. how to go to a bodega. <laughs> learn how to chill in the fucking and curse, corner. Curse out fucking the, Muhammad. Exactly. You know, and, exactly. And, and, go to the fish shop right, and chill the fuck right. out. And Read I, your book I, on I, the stoop. A lot of times. Don't get that chopped cheese. You speak, you speak to the cheese, people on the exactly. corner. We, we will look out for you. We'll look out for I, you. I, I'm speaking for all corner people now. Not all corner we, people. But I'll be like, yo, <laughs> Becky, come on. I'm going to walk you home real quick. We will walk you home. You got to look. You stumble home, you're drunk. We're going to make sure you get home safe. Exactly. Nobody's going to bother you. And you know, that's that's the beauty of the neighborhood because I, I know <laughs> since I moved to Harlem and even when I lived in Brooklyn it's good to know that there's a community and you there know is a people community. are looking out for you I mean I feel like the mayor of my little corner because everybody knows me so it's definitely like, and you know you go and everybody's but, speaking to everybody and that's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. but it's such a beautiful people I don't even live in Harlem I don't yes, live in Harlem does, at all. Yes, she does. I'm there all the time. Yes, she does. But I don't live there. Oh, but yet, God, I'm dude. there so much, it seems like I live there. To visit Vaughn, of course. Vaughan to stay Vaughan. for the weekend, hang out, lounge, and bullshit. Right. But, I'm, and the community has embraced me and has been like, yo, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Like, I say hello to you every time I see every you, time. Mo. And I say, what's up to Muhammad? I say, what's up to Abraham? And they can make me my chopped cheese. Just cursing out Muhammad the other day. Exactly. Fucking some bullshit, buddy. Exactly. So it's like, it is what it is. Like me, I'm from Queens. Okay, don't go crazy. Queens is kind of bullshit. Queens is kind of bullshit. But I'm from Rosedale, which is even worse, because I'm in the suburbs. Look at you. I can't do this. Look at you. I can't. I got to move. But anyway, the thing is, is that, you know, I come from a place that I'm not from. Harlem, and I'm still accepted. So if you're going to move in, be accepted. Be accepted. And move on. That's it. Don't cause no problem. Get to know your neighbors. Otherwise, you got to get the fuck out. Get to know your, literally. Get literally. Know it's time to talk about another neighbor. Oh, Let's... one second, though. One second. I want to just shout this one thing that I thought was interesting. Absolutely. About please Jordan do. Peele, because I know please he do. is a fan of cinema. Okay. Yes, please I feel do. like his this film had a little element of the 70s, of the 80s. It was very much shining. It was very much carry when it got scary at the end. Very much music, very much suspense, very much chanting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It was all of that. And we all remember that shit from what? The 80s? Is that 80s? That's 80s. Wow. Carrie, I think, is 80s. Yeah, yeah. You're a little younger. 80s than is actually 70s. Carrie's 70s. Shining is what? Like 80s, early yeah, 80s. I see the shining. Definitely, definitely that. We are going to educate Mo. We got to get some movies. Next time Mo is seen, coming no, here. I've seen, I've seen The Shining. I've seen The Shining. <laughs> we got to get Mo some, is some here, movies in this millennial's he's, life he's here. He's going to be in it. <laughs> Speaking it. You mentioned you mentioned the the end and uh, yes. you said fuck spoilers. So when she was yes, when, when, the, when the police car pulled up, mm-hmm. police car quotations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And she 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 went from trying to. Kill him to screaming for help. She was she was begging him and, and seductively. Like, and I was like, this and is then like, help classic, me. classic. Because she saw the police license. Classic like, oh. Becky isms. Becky isms. Yeah, because yes. it, because if you look at that situation, there's there's a there's a wounded white woman. There's a there's a bunch of dead white people. There's there's another yes. wounded black person. Oh, and there's there's, there's there's a live but battered but bruised black man. He's obviously the killer. I need help. Help me. Yeah. And you help know the me. audience. We all saw this in the movies, right? So the audience, the first thing the audience saw when they saw those lights, they was like, oh. I, I literally did he's that. He's dead. Like, Are you fucking kidding They're me? They're going to kill him. He We've gone it. in this country from it. being like he's in jail to he's dead. But he, once he again, y'all, we already know. He made it to the we end. Know we as, to the end we know as black people <laughs> in the world. Not just in the United States, but as black people in the world, that the police are not here to protect and serve us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that folks may disagree with this you and may have a problem. And, and I'm really I know, sorry. And I know black people that are cops too, but guess Me what? Too, my pops. At the end of the day, the police are not here to protect and serve black and brown folk. Especially so when a white girl is on the ground. She knew with her as a white girl on the ground, they're going to hound that. She's bleeding. She bleeding She's from the chest profusely. Her parents are dead. Her grandparents are dead. What you doing on this palatial Thing. This nigga done killed everybody. He went crazy. Right. You in the wrong spot. I mean, everybody knew that, and that's that's why it works so yeah, well. Video footage of him beating it my worked, brother. The it works so ridiculous. well. Right. It works so well. And then his brother. Course, was, his, do you think his brother was on drugs? Or her brother was on drugs? He was insane. He was, he was definitely nuts, insane right? and on drugs. Ridiculous. He was both. Ridiculous. He was. He was definitely. He was one insane. of the methods that they so worried about these days. <laughs> he was insane because one, he grew up with. You know, psychopaths. Yes. And two, even though they tried to make it the coagula, but that was some sort of cult shit What's weirdness. Her, her grandfather? Grandfather was done. All Jesus of them. Um, but he was also definitely on some sort of dope. Had there was something, there was something that, wrong with him. His, the, the, he 
just dude always looks in a state of like of like like highness. Okay, folks, y'all know we living in a world of opioid abuse and clearly he was and you know we have to fix that now kids. and all those people that grew up being we have to crack help them. and went to prison we're not doing that now oh we're, we're not we're caring getting, about the people that went to crack they did crack and went to prison we're caring about people who did heroin as a legendary um, Whitney so Houston sorry. said uh, crack is what Crack is too cheap for what crack I, what is, I like to do. Crack is cheap. I'll do crack. I'll do crack. Crack is too cheap. Crack is. <laughs> so let's segue to some other crack. <laughs> Something yes. called burning sands. Burning sands. That was not crack. This is I'm, no. It was. It was. It was. It was black people crack. I must. It, I must, it was a five dollar bag with not a lot of potency. I didn't. I didn't see this movie. <laughs> So I have, I have plenty of questions. It was stepped on. Definitely we'll feel you, shot. I, I've definitely heard Bernie Sanders was stepped on a few times. <laughs> we'll we'll so feel I, you I, one I have on. tons of questions about it. Basically, I could have seen Stomp the Yard twice more and been more satisfied than when I was watching this. Was it literally like a, a copy of Stomp the like, no. Yard? It was not is, even is, close is to Stomp the Yard. people dancing in this no, movie? Stomp the Yard that. had more legacy. It had more understanding about the... Stomp the Yard is bullshit. Stop yards bullshit, but uh, not in comparison to this. But that's not what this movie was about. This movie uh, uh, needed legacy. It needed more understanding. It needed more knowledge. Because me, I am a GDI, as you will see in this movie. And as some people will tell you, it's considered a goddamn individual by the Greek world. I have no knowledge of the Greek world, except for my friends. And I've never tried to, you know, pledge a sorority. Because that's not the world I grew up in. I grew up in New York, and I didn't know anything about that. I didn't go to HBCU, not that I don't like them. But and HBCU I just, is a historically black college. If you don't know that, don't listen to this podcast. People may not know what it is. <laughs> okay, now I, you know. I, I didn't go to HBCU either. I didn't go either. But but I wasn't aware, so I was looking for this controversial film to give me a little more knowledge. Well, you wanted to have some context. This, this film, Definitely. This film uh, is the story of... A young African American male Zurich. on a historically black college, okay. right? And it feels like it's in the South, and so it um, is in the South. That's where it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. and um, he's pledging a fraternity, and he Lambda Lambda Phi. Yes, he, and this is a fictional fraternity; <laughs> it doesn't exist die. in the world, and it it tells his journey of of Hell Week okay. and the process yes. of becoming a member of the fraternity. As right. a member of a black Greek fraternal organization, Bacchus. I am totally outraged by this film. There is nothing, there was nothing genuine, authentic, or true about it. What we saw in this film was a bunch of hazing incidents yeah. and partying. And and my thing is about the pledge process. One, the pledge process itself is very sacred and it's very traditional. And we're talking about organizations that have been around for over 100 years. Mm. So it's not. And these organizations were founded by black men and women on college campuses. So and you're talking about the early 1900s. So the fact that there were one black men and women on college campuses. That's one big thing. Mm -hmm. And then two, you know, they were in the early days of these historically black colleges, and one or two of them were founded on on white universities. But my point to make here, this film skipped over the historical aspect of what a fraternity and sorority is. They just kind of skim past that and the service and all this stuff and work that we do in the community to talk about hazing incidences. Mm -hmm. And, And as a member of an organization myself, I know for a fact that... All of the organizations, the Divine Nine, as we're called, we've oh, yeah, outlawed right. the practice of hazing. hazing in any form. We don't endorse it. We don't encourage it. Yes, it has happened to a lot of people in the past, but it's not something that we condone and move forward with because we're not trying to be that because we want to be around another 100 years. Right. So the whole thing is this film did not deliver on that. It just wanted to show this little slice of life. And yes, it was a week, but my thing is... If you knew anything, and see, that's the problem. Unfortunately, it was it was eye candy for people that are non-Greek. Yeah, it definitely. was eye candy for it all the non-Greek that. people because it showed something. It showed a representation of something that wasn't really real. Okay. It showed it showed some incidences of just brutality and and just 
just cruelty, which really had nothing to do with the teachings of how you become a member of, of and yeah. the process. So it's, it, it was insulting yeah. to me because I've been a member for over 30 years right. of my beloved organization, and I support all of the others. And so for me to see that, I, I, I was confused by what the director was trying to tell. What I thought would have been a better story as a filmmaker is that the story should have been about the boy's conflict with his father. Absolutely. That should have been the main story and his trying to find his, his manhood, to that. his yeah. adulthood in the telling of that story with right. the backdrop and the subtext right. being his process of trying to become a member of an organization for which his father dro- dropped early during his college years. And the fact that you have you have two generations of college men right. going through a process. Right. That should have been the story. That should have been the They should have started out with that. That should have been the story. He but I, was and barely I get it. doing that. I get that. Like I said, the 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 filmmaker, well, which is this is by the way his first feature film. This is Gerard McMurray. Yes, he was, this is his first yes. film, yeah. and he was the producer on uh, Fruitville Station. Fruitville I'll Station, and yeah. uh, which is a very powerful film, which dealt with black masculinity and all that. So I know right. where he's in that wheelhouse of trying to tell that story. Right. But I think that where he fell short here yeah. was he didn't give us enough context as a viewer. To say, well, this is it, and this is the struggle, because he gave us. There were a lot of there were a lot of tropes in there about, okay, we're of king, we're 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 born of kings, and, and we should be leaders yeah, and all this other stuff. We're kings, but you didn't follow like, that through because no, never. in the process of becoming a member of these organizations, and I can speak that loud and clear, we were constantly it was drilled in our heads from the beginning. You have to know your history as a black person living in the United States. Right. Before you learn the history of the organization that you're becoming a part of, right. so you you got all of that. So it wasn't just, oh, I'm gonna pledge and I'm gonna do some dancing and I'm gonna fuck around with some hoes on the yard and all this. But kind it was of like stuff. barely was that. It was you know, all about beating them up. It was just, and, 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 was and like, it was about this, the brutality of hate. Based on a true story? No, no it's okay. just it's a fictionalized it, it telling. It was. Um, there is no. McMurray no said story. that he. I read an article that he was interviewed by Saint Haran and which is Solange's company. And he said that he had made this film to show what happens in frats and not that he was trying to denigrate them or, or be against them or anything, but he wanted to show like this this slice of life within it. But okay, show us that, but you gave us nothing else. Like like you're saying, a person like me, a GDI, a person who doesn't know anything I was hoping to get a little more legacy out of it, and I got more fucking legacy from Stomp the Yard and Columbus Short <laughs> and Megan Good than I got from this. Like they showed, like Martin Luther King Jr. and Coretta Scott King were like in frats and, sor- and sororities. Yes, they were. And I had no idea. Yes, but they were. I saw that from that fucking movie, and I kind of thought that movie was kind of bullshit. Very bullshit. You know, but that was like a dancer's movie. But right. this movie had none of that. It was I, all beat his ass. I am just so I'm, I'm mortified at the fact that there's such a legacy of powerful men and women who are leaders in the African American community and around no, the world no who idea. are members of sororities and fraternities. Right. And so to just limit that to some crazy hazing incidences and, and such, it just it, it baffles my mind because right. there's just so much there. And from beginning to the end, we weren't, when you walk in that door to be, to become a right. member, you were told about all these people that came before you. Right. And for me, you know, Huey P. Newton was Newton a member, was a member yeah. of my organization. Okay. And, you know, and there were just so many more. And I'm just, I just can't even imagine, you know, of organizations where you have Martin Luther King as a member. Right. That... This is the best that you can do to represent that. And yeah, he where he fails is that he didn't give us any kind of context. Well, he missed and the mark It entirely. just feels like he wanted to, he wanted to exploit something. And plus, well, that's might generally... Have happened to him. And that, that's fine. And you know what? A lot of things happen to a lot of people, and I can say that honestly. <laughs> but what I, what I needed people to understand is 
that's not all there is. No, but that's I what people think, think it is. That's what people think it is anyway. Because yeah. we've seen enough Animal House and movies right. like that that right. represent the, what fraternities the, the look like. The Breakfast Club. Right. You know, which are all, you know, white oh, fraternity situations. Oh, in <laughs> black fraternities in the United States and across the world, right. we're in our fraternities for our lifetime. Right. It's not just a commitment of, oh, I'm in this organization for college. For college. You're in this organization yeah. forever. Right. When we, when we die, when we, we become members of the Omega chapter. Mm-hmm. We don't just, it, it never ends. So, so Omega is part of Omega the... is the end. You have Alpha at the beginning, Omega is the end. Oh, so okay. that's your journey oh, well. through life oh, to where you're at. That's the end of your journey, but you're still a member. I didn't right. know that. You know, you just move into another, what's the word? What's the word? Another plane, basically, oh, right. of membership. So they that, honor you. The, you're even always after death, honored. Yeah. You know, and so the, the, the insulting way. Yeah, this is a bit insulting. We got to be break. represented in in that film just speaks volume. And I know he's been on a speaking tour and he's traveled around from campus to campus to promote the film. Well, for what I understand, and he wasn't welcome. He wasn't received in a very welcoming <laughs> way in very many situations he was. And asked he's a, to leave. he's he's a frat. He's part of a fraternity. I don't I, know which I'm one. I'm very curious to know how he reconciles that. Because not it, well. and not to say everybody's had a great experience in in fraternal and sorority life, but I think that if if it didn't work out for you and you didn't you didn't enjoy the experience, just walk away from it. You yep, don't I have agree. to participate. Yep. And yep. the thing is, it's like, all right, well, why are you telling the story in this way? There, there's got to be something that you learned because you're talking about the burning sands. Right. So there's got to be something that you learned from the burning sands process, not right. even the pledge process, because the burning sands process is, is the very end of it's it. Like hell night. It's or the something. very end of it. So it's like just like well, the film. you you can't. There's got to be more to this process. There's got to be more. He, and it, it disturbs me that that's all we get left with. But it just seemed like he was hurt, which is why it looked, seemed like he made this film because he this was a moment in his life that, that he felt like he was hurt. I mean, granted, you know, I come from a cinematography background, so, I mean, I'm always about the, Im- about the imagery. And so basically I just... Yeah, the fun. The film was fine, and it was it was competently done, and it had a couple of interesting shots, but it was average, and it, it really it really needed to lie on the storytelling aspect because a lot of it was missing. And like I said, Mo and I are basically GDIs. We don't know a lot about this at all. We know what we're told, and we're not a part of this world. And so it just it just to me fell short, and I didn't learn much from the film's theatrical portraying of the act of pledging. And I just, it was just while at the very end of the film, yes, it was very tragic. And, I, you know, I don't I don't think this still ends frats or ends their process. I just think oh, that no. if this was some sort of tragedy or something, it's got to be dealt from with inside for the sake of preservation. But if you were going to just do this, then you needed to have a plan. You didn't need to just say shit just for the sake of saying shit. Well, and you know, I think that even in the telling of this story, the sorority members right. were overlooked. They were overlooked. They were entirely. overlooked completely, and you, you, they were part of the she, story women too. Women were overlooked. No, but they had. He had his moment, but that's where he moment. had his moment at the townie, the townie girl, mm-hmm. and but she, yeah. she was an independent, outspoken woman. She, she, she was. wasn't the victim in this story. She wasn't a victim at all. And I, I that's the only part that I liked. She took that, control yeah. of her power. She took control of her power, her body. Yeah, she she totally took control of that. Yeah. But not to say I liked how she did it, okay. but I think that she was still always in charge. And that yeah. was the only redeeming part of the story. But like I said, if, if he had a chance that, to do it the again. The relationship with the girlfriend, I thought maybe they should have gotten a tiny bit more in that. Right. You're dating a GDI. They didn't have time. They didn't have time. They just alluded to him like going in and out with mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. If well, she we went didn't back. know. We didn't know if she was independent. She could have been on sorority too. She wasn't wearing any letters. But she didn't necessarily have. And to. she didn't. No, but she wasn't understanding his his passion to pledge, which right. said to me that she had no but idea. Yeah, she wouldn't. Have I because I probably would have said the same thing because I'm not a part of that pledge life and I don't understand about it. And that's fine. That doesn't mean anything. But that meant something in the film. That his yes. girlfriend couldn't understand it. But there is, so as, a person who, as a person who went through the process mm-hmm. and had the similar experience with a girl who was telling me, well, why are oh, you yeah? going through this during this time? Why are you killing yourself? Why are you going yeah. through this process? And it was just, 
it was part of the conversation. I think it was a a deeper dive. They could have really done a deeper dive with it, but they just didn't because they didn't they didn't have the time. They were too busy wanting to show they, the brutality. And the it. film was like could you imagine what two hours of this film would have looked like? That film was like an hour and a half, hour and forty two minutes. So who knows what trivial stuff he had to say that they cut out. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He really didn't have it wasn't it wasn't done well. I think what 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 pushed this film forward was that he was saying it about frats or, or Greek life in general. And he had like Alfred Woodward and just like a ton of yeah, other he had a potentially stellar cast. He had a great really cast that could have really some great done some great things for him, but he really wasn't trying to bring that forward. I mean, they were kinda like I don't know. They were kind of like afterthoughts. I mean, mm-hmm. well, let's let's hope since this is his first, he's the first time feature director. Director, yes. That, and he's a black man. I want to see him do. Some oh, I want to see things. him succeed. And I'm hoping that his next foray into filmmaking right. will will tell us a better story. And I and I there's hope for that because we still had he worked on Fruitville Station. He was a producer. And I think that there's there's potential there because yeah. he he has something to say. He has a voice. So let's let's hear that out. Well, but I'm know, hoping this that, one I'm gonna pass on. I'm hoping. Is he, is yeah, he, is he yeah. telling his story or, or, or? It feels like it. I I don't I don't know because you don't get enough character development. You don't, but you definitely the, get somebody complaining. Character, I think he has a point of view, mm. but I don't necessarily think that. I don't necessarily think that he's telling all of his story. Like I don't know if his story is the part about the relationship with the father. Or if his story is about, oh, I was pledging an organization and this is some shit that happened to right. me. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a little conflicted on that, but I was definitely. trying to figure that out. But like, and I he said, doesn't allude to it in in interviews or conversations. I'm either. hoping that, like, but post. I know as a member, he's got a lot of explaining to do. Oh, he if does. He's a member of a, a, a black. He Greek says he is. He's a member of a he black Greek organization. Has a lot of to do. And I would not want to be in the room with him when he had that conversation. No, I'm sure. He's sure. He'll be explaining away. I mean, I feel like he had some good. He had like Steve Harris. He had Alfred Woodward. He had Travante Rhodes. He had some um, excellent talent. There were some other people that were in that were pretty good. I'm just like, why? Well, like I said, the young lady, you know, she was good. Um, yeah. The woman from the restaurant, she was excellent. She's yeah. been, she's been. On the back burner for a minute. But he had Rotimi, which is impo- he's things. in power. He had a lot of people that I thought could have really stepped forward. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, he just he could have done better, but you know, I wish him luck on the next way. And definitely, you know, I don't know. Analyze your films. Get get some get some reviews. Get some get some audience in there to tell you what you think, because. It definitely was missing something, but good luck to you, and I hope everything works out, Mr. McMurray. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens next. Well, anyway, so I'm going to wrap this up and say thank you very much to our guest, Mr. Moselle Watson of Pompet Wines and Spirits. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. You were very insightful. We appreciate that. And, of course, our favorite Kiwi, Mr. Alex. Yay, Alex. Our sound thank guy. Thank you so much. And so... Stay tuned, please come back. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. And we're gonna be doing Train Spotting. Two. And we're gonna be doing Transfiguration. Hollywood Murder. Ha! No, the that. DVD series. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah nah. Nah. Not that no, no. Thanks for coming, Mo. But thanks for coming, Mo. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming in and listening, guys. We appreciate you. See you in a couple weeks. This is Beer Bourbon and a movie.